You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Good morning, Veronica. I'm so finally that I messed up. Are we, we going to start again? <laughs> I think I might leave that in there. Good morning, Veronica. <laughs> I'm so glad that we finally connected. We've had to reschedule this a few times, so I'm really grateful that you're here. Well, I'm happy to be here, Cheryl. It's always great to connect with um, women that are like-minded and, and our conversations, how deep they go. It'll be fun to see where this one heads. Today. It will be fun. So my spring off question that I always ask everybody, and I can't wait to hear your answer is what it means to you to be a powerful creator. Wow. Okay. That's like hitting with the biggest punch first. <laughs> uh, I hate to see what you have coming later. If that's your <laughs> opening statement. Oh no. What I say yes to. What does it mean to be a powerful creator? Well, um, I just want to first give thanks to the fact that it's not me being the powerful creator. I'm just listening to the divine voices that come within me that I've taken some time to really get to know and understand and, and, and allow into my world over the last five, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so that journey for me, isn't that, Veronica is the powerful creator, but Veronica is listening to a divine source, a, her divine, her connection, right? And I've put myself in a place where I'm really listening and I'm in awareness of the messages that come across, the, the glory and the ups and downs, the, the strength and just sitting still so that you, you find the direction you want to go into. And then the prompting of using my throat chakra, right, to then share and say without worrying about how it might be received. So, and understanding when to speak about it. So knowing that I can be a catalyst to spark or move ener the energy in somebody or move them from where they are to where they want to be, um, that to me is owning this space of powerful creation and it nothing lights me up more than when I get the messages or I see the light bulb go off if I'm in a knee to knee situation or even here on zoom which can be difficult because you're looking at a camera and then you want to look at the results so your your right. eyes are going like this right. how are we how, how how's this resonating is is it really hitting home so for me the powerful creator is just I'm reflecting the light within from the person I'm talking to or seeing the cross from. It, mm -hmm. It's not me powerfully moving them into a space. It's they themselves doing it. That person has asked for that space or even in, within my own home and how we're able, I'm able to manifest things here and my lovely creation station in yes. my office and sitting here, looking at my beautiful husband sitting across from me because we share an office or with my children. It, it's all about what we're able to be so grateful for around us that continues that creation. So that, I don't know if that answers your question. 
that was beyond an answer. That was such a great answer. And there's a lot there that we could dissect and dive into. And I think what I'm feeling, the prompting that I'm feeling is this week and lately, I've personally been exploring this whole concept of intuition. And so when you're saying that you, you have the voice inside of you or the prompting inside of you that prompts you to take action and that that's the divine, that's the powerful creator in you that's coming from somewhere else and you're allowing yourself to be a channel, what does that feel like to you? How does that work for you? How does that nudging work for you? Well, it comes to me in a lot of different ways and just, just the purposeful intention of being aware mm. and in that space being awakened to the bird that's singing in the tree, the beautiful, I back up to a desert preserve here and I, we get to see bobcats and coyotes mm. and how we see all this beautiful wildlife or catching a beautiful sunset or morning sunrise on the rare occasion I'm up early enough to see the morning. <laughs> um, but just being very in and it, and you don't, I don't have to wake up with the feeling of, I need to be intentional today and look around. It's mm. not mechanical. Okay. And so for so many people that are coming into this, how do I allow flow? How do I love that flow is energy? How do I love that vibration that's coming through me? How do I get to that space that sets me apart from my old self and puts me into this new light, this new feeling of joy and emotion? And, it, and for me, it's attaching myself to the emotion that feels good, that feels mm. right. That, and so a song can come on the radio. And I don't know if this happens to you or your listeners or your watchers, but you're singing a song in your head and there's no music playing. And then you turn on the station or Spotify or your, hey, Alexa, play the favorites or whatever. And that song is literally on the radio or you get into the car and that song is on the station. And it's just really about being tuned in. And practicing the art of being tuned in. And what does that look like and feel like for you? For me, it's meditation in the morning. It's writing in my gratitude journal. It's doing um, a 21-day Deepak Chopra meditation or my own personal one with mastermind and women that are like-minded or, you know, men in the group. It's about having a conversation where I'm just using the two ears I have and not the one mouth, right? Like <laughs> the, power, the power of the two versus, mm. you know, this mm. so that you can listen intently to the, to what people are actually saying, not the words that are coming out of their mouths. And so for me, it hits me in my heart. Like I feel it in my heart mm. um, that that's when I know I'm out of my head and I'm here. And then the voice comes, then the messaging comes through, mm. then the writing, then the writing shows up, then the song on the radio pops up and I'm singing it. And as I'm singing and I'm singing the words and I go, Oh my gosh, yes, that's what I was feeling today. Or um, sometimes like you just said, I'm feeling this prompting of moving in this direction. I'll be having a conversation, whether I'm coaching somebody or, um, or talking with my kids or my husband and, and it's very much, okay, I have this feeling, can I share it? Or do you want, do you want to know what's coming in? Right. You know, it's not, when you know it's not ego and it's coming from heart, it's not coming from your brain, you know, it's not you trying to personally direct or guide somebody because they're not doing what you want them to do. 
mm-hmm. which we get into that mode as creators, entrepreneurs, wives, mothers, daughters, sisters, aunties, friends, right? We can get into that very ego space of, oh, that feels so wrong and you just want to blah. <laughs> but maybe that's their path to go down. So intuitively, I go to my heart space. And mm-hmm. you have children, so you know what that feels like, right? And, yes. Um, with your hubby. And it sometimes we just want to go from this all-knowing space of no. And then, but that... I, so I've really had to practice that, especially with my family. But for me, that intuitive, that guide, that in, uh, instinct, it, mm-hmm. it hits me in my heart. And when my heart is buzzing and I can feel it here, that's when I know it's something that really needs to be shared or that feeling that needs to be continued through. I need to feel it. And how does that move me? Yeah. Yeah. And you said so many things that I want to unpack there about, um, in order to open your heart, right, and get into that space where you can have an open heart. And you said a lot of things that uh, what I was hearing is that you put yourself into a space of being receptive, to be aware of the things that, first of all, awaken your heart. Does that sound correct? Is that what you were saying along those lines? Yes. Yep. You, you nailed it. And I think, now, I know my kids really come from a place in their gut, like, I'll talk to them, mm. where do you feel it first? And for them, it's like this, uh-uh, uh-uh, or uh-huh. Oh, so you're talking about right. design, too. That could be well, both, right? Because right. they're kind of intertwined. And I only learned about human design back in June, so I never really understood what that meant. Mm. I just knew how I showed up. And then when I started to understand how my kids showed up, Mm. Now my husband shows up with those feelings and then friends and people, then I kind of went down the human design path, but everybody's different. Not everybody yeah. comes from that place in their heart. They come from something that feels more in their gut. So yeah, I'm yeah. careful too, when I share with people, because I know how they feel something. Yeah. So the easiest yeah. thing for me to be open and receptive is what is a really good feeling emotion that I can go to right now? Mm. I love that. And it's also, um, So actually that click between the human design and the aha just occurred to me when you said that they feel it in their gut and get that uh uh-huh feel it like that's the generator response that they feel it. And I know, so when you're saying you feel it in your heart and for me, it definitely feels like, well, I'm emotional authority. So now I'm wondering if how much that has to do with it. But for me, it feels like a, um, a prompting that I get almost like a physical urge. And I'm talking about now when it's, um, a message or something that's for someone else and not just something for me. But if it's like, I need to share this, I'm feeling like I need to share this with a person. I usually sit with it. And if it stays there and keeps pushing me, it's like a pushing feeling. Then I know like, oh yeah, this is actually like, like an energy that needs to be birthed. But I love the idea of um, what you were saying. And I'm wondering if there's a connection with our intuition, with our guidance, with being powerful creators and staying in a creation space and the space of keeping yourself receptive and open and keeping, and it is about your heart, no matter what it is about that heart energy, right? That energy needs to flow and keeping yourself open to receiving so that you are full. And then, like you said, you also are manifesting at the same time. So that's the other aspect that you said, right. you know, not only are you receiving, but you're also putting out 
putting out and receiving, putting out and receiving. So let's talk about your experience with um, manifesting, because in my opinion, and knowing you the way that I do, you're a master manifester. You're like the magic woman. So let's talk about manifesting and how you go about manifesting and creating what you want to create in your own life. Um, I think it came, well, I know that it came from having adversity going on because when you know what you don't want, you know what you want, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you can't create and expand unless you've been given what you don't want and you have some trials you have to work through. So recognizing those trials as gifts and the minutia, the manure, the hummus of the earth, like the things that are hard to go through, the trials, fear, loss, grief, Mm -hmm. Um, heartache, uh, uh, career change, transitions we go through, um, worry, worry about kids, worry about money, all, all of that. Um, when you're in that, and right now the world feels heavy for a lot of people, that anxiety, that stress, the writing down what it feels like, recognizing it, and then for me, okay, what do I want from this? Like, how do I want to feel better from this? What is going to help me impact or serve not just my life, but my family, my friends, the people I'm connected to today? Because everybody comes into your world for a reason or a season, right? Right. So really understanding that I operate on this planet this way. I'm uniquely gifted through divine source. I chose to be here in this time to have this experience, to be open to that. So then what does that look like for me and how do I show up? And when I realize that all of that, I mean, let's just call it what it is, shit that shows up in our lives sometimes, but that actually has a lot of really good dense nutrients in it. (laughs) And then then how do we grow from there? And then recognizing it as such. So yeah, yeah. Strong roots grow deep when you have stuff going on in life. And then it's just, how are you going to, bring sunshine to the seeds that are in there and are you willing to nurture them for the length of that journey Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like then you're receptive to the things that come your way and you recognize it for what it is and I think that's for me that's been very powerful in manifesting and manifesting what we want versus what we don't want and then allowing other people to show up in your world to then be gifted by the same thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love that. And we can either learn, I mean, you said a lot there again too, and we can learn things the hard way. That's one route to take. But as you step into the space of being receptive and out of fear, because we create what we fear, because that's what we're putting out there. And that's what's going to show up because that's what you're requesting. So when you learn to create from a space of, um, not even want, because I also say that want is also a lacking space, but from a, a space of open receptivity, this is what I'm desire. This is my desire, my energetic desire. This is my intention. This is what I seek to do today. And um, I know for me, exactly what you said, that that key of resiliency and those seeds that stay plant, that plant your seeds and then don't go pull up your plants. It's not time yet. And that, I think a lot of people do that before we give up, right? We're just like, oh, this is taking too long. We're impatient. And then we just go back to that habit. And um, this space of creation is that it takes time. 
And that's what a lot of people get impatient. And so um, let's talk about the time it takes to get from point A to point B. And let's share a story. Like you shared a great story with me this morning about manifesting. So you don't have to use any names, but let's talk about, you know, how, how long it used to take to create what you wanted to create versus this kind of instant creation you're talking about that you just shared with me that happened to you and what that energetic shift was in your own life that happened to help you manifest things faster and create things that you want in your life faster. Well, first recognizing that I can (laughs) (laughs) and, and not from a selfish space, right? I'm not a magician with a wand going, yes, or bewitched with my nose, right? Right. For those of you that I just dated myself, but you know, (laughs) you get it. You all get the Harry Potter wand magic, right? Yeah. Um, I learned something that if everything comes to you that you want all at once, then the finish line shows up, right? And Mm -hmm. if we're here to not just expand and create for ourselves, but for the planet and the universe and to grow as humanity, then things have to come in small pieces. But I play this, I love to play this little game and I would encourage anybody that's listening or watching to do the same. Sit with something very small. Like if you're on a walk today, um, maybe you tell yourself, uh, I want to find a penny on my walk or I want to see a cat, black cat on my, you know, just give yourself um, um, one small thing and then watch it show up and then like set it and forget it. Mm. I think that's the most important like thing it it. because when you're focused too hard on one thing, the, uh, the opposite can occur as well. So set it and forget it and put it out there. So fun story. Um, my company was having one of my companies was having a big product launch a few months ago. And I had a conflict at the exact time the online product launch was getting ready to happen. And this is a multi-billion dollar company that I represent. And I had all of these orders, these pre-orders that I needed to get in at the time of the launch. But I also had this other very important thing happening at exactly that time too. So, and it was about, it was, they overlapped by 30 minutes and I'm sitting there on the one hand watching the clock on the other thinking, I really don't know how I'm going to do both. And so I sat for a minute and I thought, wouldn't it be great if they moved that lunch for tomorrow, same time within five minutes, a billion multi-billion dollar company sends me an email and it says, due to a technical glitch, we are launching, moving the lot." tomorrow oh my god <laughs> and I sat and at first I didn't think anything of it I stayed on my other call and then I read it again and I sat back and I was like oh my gosh I did that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to think like yeah. I put it out there or I did like I shifted and it it was massive and I thought wow, isn't that incredible? And so as my husband and I are sitting here in our dream home, it'll be actually two years today, the fifth. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Happy home anniversary. <laughs> happy home. Yeah. Happy anniversary house. <laughs> we couldn't get on the same page what we were wanting to do in our next move. We'd been on our home for 21 years and we were becoming empty nesters and we wanted to downsize the yard and do some different things. And we had, and so I'm sitting there with my notes on my phone and I said, let's just 
write down some things that we can agree to. So we started, I put it in my notes on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I uploaded the Zillow app because um, I thought, well, I just want to see what pops up. This house popped up within minutes of me opening up my Zillow app after my husband and I got on the same page with some things we would look for in our next dream home in order for us to move. And three weeks later, I mean, we saw two days later, we made an offer and we had a closing date for three weeks later. So that was another big Mm. manifestation. And, And the piece that was really cool about it is, my husband has a number in mind. I was like, there's no way we're going to be able to get the house for, for what, you know, what we're looking for, for this next step. And he says to me, okay, miss, think about it, bring about it, put your thoughts in the right place. Like, let's get on the same page. So I literally wrote the number down in my notes, even though it had all these other things attached to it. And I was just open to him. I'm listening. Right. And, and he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm, I said, you know what? You're right. And literally the house came through and I said, what's wrong with this house? And I tossed my phone to my husband who's sitting on the couch. And this is all within 20 minutes, you guys. So that's how powerful once you decide it's Mm -hmm. the decision, right? It's it's And then the unwavering of that and just being reminded that even seeds I planted five and 10 and 20 years ago, right? maybe they weren't ready or I wasn't ready to see them come into this great big full oak tree yet. Maybe, yes. maybe I just need to recognize that that seedling still needs some love and nurturing mm-hmm. and timing. And I also think that if we get off course and sometimes we get off course and it's like swipe left, the universe is going, Oh, <laughs> they're ready. They asked for it. Here it is. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're giving it to them. Where are they? Oh, something happened. They're not ready. Swipe left. We'll come back around to them. Like, so B, you never know when that, like how you showed up last week on the, on the new app that's out that everybody's all crazy over this clubhouse space. Yeah. You never know who you're going to meet or why or when, and just allowing yourself to be open in that space. And then recognize that if you're in a trial, if you're in a, in a difficult space right now, if there's something going on, it's short-lived, have the patience and then reach out to somebody that can just either listen Mm -hmm. or guide you or, or go back and thank your younger self for where you're at today. Like understand that there's going to be growth coming from here and you will get to the other side and you'll look back and you'll go, Oh my gosh, doesn't that feel so much better? 100%. And I firmly believe like now I'm old enough to know and I've gone through enough things to know and to realize that, and to actually 100% believe that every single thing that we go through is a stepping stone to our own self-growth. It's all our own personal lessons to learn from, and it's all opportunities that are showing us in a shadow way, if you're operating in a low vibration, what needs working? What does, what needs to be worked on? What needs to be healed? What needs to be reconciled within you before you can step into, like you said, you're not ready for it yet. And if you, I mean, imagine people who think they want something so big, if they were to go from point A to point Z, just like that, what would happen? And oftentimes that can be destructive. And so I, I think that, um, 
you know, looking to nature, I always like to look to nature as an example of how we're meant to live and what we're meant to do. And for one thing, you know, nature sheds its old stuff so that it can grow new and grow and grow fresh and bigger and come back bigger and stronger. And if anything happens fast in nature, it's destructive. It's, it destroys it. And so I think that people, we are the same way. And so when we experience tragedies or, um, like this whole last year has been where it's uprooted and overturned people's lives who just weren't ready for change or weren't, didn't realize that change happens and can happen and is happening so fast um, that it can be very disorienting and um, upside your world and upright your world. And so what would be a way for you as a very grounded woman, what would be a piece of advice? And as a coach and a Reiki master and all the things that you do, what would be some advice, a piece of advice that you would give to people, how to ground yourself when you feel like you're just spinning and things are out of control? Well, and that's a great question because wait, 2020 was difficult for so many, right? And um, but I truly believe in looking for that silver lining. And I also, with my whole heart, believe that we ask for it as human beings. And the planet asked for it because mm-hmm. the planet needed to take a breath. And I don't know about you, but for years, I, I'm 54. And all I, for the last 20 years, all I continue to hear is it's a rat race. Um, keeping up with the Joneses. We're right. spinning. Everything was happening very fast. It's like, somebody's going through the forest with a machete. Well, I'm going to just blaze a path over here. If it's not the direction I want to go, I don't care. I'm going to cut it down and get there anyway. And that is destructive. And so when you're, when you're in that space of I'm, I'm running from here to here and where's my quality of life. I mean, how many people developed businesses around balance, quality of life, personal development, reducing anxiety, seeking. And so wanting to spend more time with my children. Mm-hmm. Did you really? Because guess what? You are now like all of these things came out and we turned the world upside down and here you are. Yeah. And it's called COVID. It was called COVID. Right? Yeah. And, and so I looked at that and I thought, you know what? I started looking for the good stories, the good stories about relationships that were painful and wrong and bad, but had an ending point because of COVID. Right. Relationships that were built because parents got to spend more time with their kids and play and um, how society shrunk because the internet reached more people and we could have deeper conversations and and be in people's homes and see the realness of the world and then all the stories we heard about life coming back to areas I I was on the phone with a woman who said oh my gosh there are six bald eagles sitting in the tree outside my window right now I haven't seen a bald eagle in two years in in where I live that like those stories are out there and they're beautiful and they're, and so finding the silver lining. And then when you focus on the silver lining and you look and, and yeah, I had lost, I had three aunts pass away last year. Close, amazing women. And and a couple were in their sixties. It wasn't time for them to go. I don't think that, you know, in my world, I wasn't ready to say goodbye to them physically and then not be able to go to a funeral, not be able to, hug them when they're taking their last breath and say so there's a lot of that too so bottom line is take a moment to write down maybe what your life was like prior 
and what it is now, but look for the quality pieces, not the quantity pieces. Look for the way that you saw a positive change and focus on that. And it's amazing how then you begin to see your life through a different lens. You get to see the turmoil, the, the, the shoveling. And, and so that's what I share. And find a way to sit quiet with yourself and call it meditation, call it yeah. just listening to good music, whatever that means to your listeners um, or your viewers, your audience here today, just in the morning, I have a gratitude journal. I love to meditate. When I became, when that became a habitual practice for me, and it's been about three years now, that's when I started to see a change in my world. So maybe that will help mm. provide that, that catalyst, spark that change in others. That is such great advice. Gratitude and a morning practice, a morning ritual practice is so important for me too. And I start every morning the same way, no matter where I am, even if I'm traveling, I bring my, I've started downloading books on my iPad to read. So I could just bring my iPad instead of toting around a bunch of books like I used to do. And I'll bring, so I can bring my iPad and my journal. And I always, every morning I get up, I read, I do some reading and then I meditate. I do it every single morning without fail. And, um, and then my new practice for this year is that I also intentionally think I'm, I'm really grounding my mindfulness practice and I've been doing it for a long time. And so this year, my mindfulness practice to take it even deeper into, I'm really working on staying super present and staying where I'm at, at this, the choice point, which is always right now. And so when I wake up in the morning, I say, okay, yesterday is done. What did I do yesterday that I appreciate, that I love? How did I grow? How did I meet a goal? How did I laugh? How did I show up for somebody? How did I serve? And in the day, I ask myself those same questions in the morning. How can I serve today? How can I show some kindness today? How can I laugh today? How can I have some fun today? Because you know me, that's so important in my world to have fun and play. And, um, you know, and I think that we forget as adults that, this life is so short and it's meant to be fun and playful and we don't need to take everything so seriously. And there's, and because I've had experiences multiple times of having everything completely wiped away, everything that I worked for, everything that I thought I wanted, everything that, um, every single thing, like so many times, literally starting again from nothing. And I've learned in that stress of starting from nothing that now a anything can happen at any time. I'm completely aware of that. And that includes having somebody that I love saying, see you later, be killed. And you know, then that was, that experience was just like, wow, anything in this day could completely just change everything. And so um, I try to stay personally in what I can control and what I can control is in here and how I'm showing up. And, and like you said, Veronica, how can I be a channel for the divine and listen to that voice? And that's one of the things that I love about you and know about you, that you're so authentic as a woman and who you are. And I just so appreciate having women like you in my life and in my sphere. And um, I would love for you to share with everybody what you do for other people as a job and how you can help other women serve in their capacity of service that they're trying to put out into the world. 
Well, thanks for asking. And it is so fun to be in your circle. You know, they say you're the um, average of the five people you hang around most. So be careful. <laughs> pay attention who's around you or in your front row. That, <laughs> make sure you control who's in your theater. How they, do they need to be moved to the back to the chair or can they be in their front seat? So, sure, yeah. Um, and I just love how you and I have that conversation of don't be bitter, be better, right? So how do you, and, and, and everything is short-lived and we have a mantra in our house and then I'll answer your question. Um, I, I have three adults, we have three adult children now and um, we always say you have a 24-hour mourning period and that can be hard. That can be hard to mourn a loss, to mourn an expectation that didn't happen, to um, to not be happy with a circumstance and in, in the way in which it turned out, but we've always lived by it. You have 24 hours to mourn what that didn't occur and then get into a mindset of what can happen now because of that not going your way. And so segueing into how I coach and mentor as the side hustle expert, I assist women into really get, guiding them from their heart space, helping them identify how they can move into a purposeful business that becomes their profession. But I have a little bit of a unique take on that in that I want it to also be attached to, and then I help them define and identify what the cause is. The women that I work with have huge hearts. They want to give, they want to give more, they want to do more, and they want to be more. And to do all of that in the dreams they have, in these high-achieving thoughts they have, it takes finances, right? And, and money is just an exchange of energy. So how do we move that energy so that it's creating the number for them that allows them to walk into their charity and either start with a $25 a month contribution or then a five-figure, where they're actually committing to something that's not a tithing, but it's something that causes them, makes their hearts sing. So mm -hmm. we pull those things together in their business. So on a hard day, because there are those, especially when you're getting started in business, you need to find a way to get your feet on the ground and get moving because you're serving that cause you promised, right? Yeah. And, and I show them how to do that before they're profitable, which is also can be, can be painful. But when you open up your fist and your hands so that there's, there's, giving flowing through you're not only filling your own cup but then it fills you up enough to be able to give to others and that's spiritually emotionally physically financially so we do that in in coaching and I have self-starter programs and I also have one-to-one -one. but then the other piece that I love is this Reiki masterpiece that I can take into my business and I can then give that to the clients I work with and help them really identify reducing that stress clearing um, their chakras, creating harmony within where they're at so that they can keep showing up in that space as their best self. And then we utilize um, some mini courses in teaching and in guiding women how to create a social media presence so that they are so visible, they can't be ignored. So everything is a baby step and there's different ways they can, um, I can work with them in order to move them into that space that takes them from where they want to be where they are to where they want to be. And I do that through the side hustle expert that I founded um, about 18 months ago. So 
I have a newsletter like many do and I have lives that I do and I just, I'm constantly giving coaching advice and moving people. So finding me on Instagram or on Facebook or sidehustleexpert.com is a good way to get in touch with me. And um, I have a free discovery session where we can, or a complimentary because the word free, hmm, it's just an overused word, but a way just to connect and really help women in 20 minutes, just find a starting point because so many that feel lost or stuck just need a place to start. Mm. Yeah. And going back to the seed metaphor, I forgot who said the quote, but something along the lines of the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And just to be patient in that cultivation of growing something and the patience that it takes and the consistency that it takes. And I love that you help women have that consistency and the consistency across your branding too, with your messaging, with your presence online. And then I also know that in this day and age, how you show up online needs to be how you show up in real life. No one should ever meet you in real life and go, you're nothing like you are online or think that. I don't know if anybody would say it, but that's so important. And that's one of the things I love about you, that your energy just comes through as who you are authentically as Veronica Bond all the time. You're completely whizwig to use a, an old fashioned term. And I just want to say that I really appreciate that about you. And having taken your, um, you, as doing a little demo of your Facebook course and your advice and how you do it is just gold. And so I totally recommend that to anybody who feels stuck with social media or doesn't know, doesn't like it, doesn't know what to do with it, that you're just, you're, definitely the go-to woman for that, for sure. Well, thanks, Cheryl. It's, um, it's fun to take a marketing advertising degree in life and then move it into this new space and help people get over uh, the fear of showing up. And I love how it sparked my clients into really recognizing and receiving the income, the clients and the goals that they set for themselves. And it, and it really just comes from a space of that consistent, that messaging, but the practice first has to happen within. And um, a lot of times if they're not, if, if you're not ready, I can recognize that you're not ready. And I have no problem saying you're not ready. You need some other work on some other areas first. And I have resources to be able to point them to. And one of them is you. And I love how you have really owned this space that you're in with your sound bath healing and the growth that you're having and the way that you're reaching um, many, I, I love that the uh, internet allows us to do one to many instead of one to one, because yeah. the bigger we can reach, the more we can, you know, like till that soil and move people into where they're supposed to be and have the greatest impact and creation and not just on each other, but on the planet as well. Yeah, for sure. And that, I think that's the importance of cultivating your own inner growth and your own showing up from the heart and showing up from as source, like you were saying, letting the divine flow through you and out into the world. And it's really funny because I learned a lesson recently that was um, all the time. I'm always asking like, you know, and for me, I'm always like, I need to show up really big. How can I, what big thing can I do? And um, it was a very interesting lesson when somebody said to me, you know, oh my gosh, thank you for saying this thing that you said, it completely changed my life. And it was something that I I wasn't coaching. I wasn't giving advice. We were just having a conversation. And it was something that I just said that was like the aha moment. And 
for her. And so what I recognized in that moment is how important it is for us to be mindful of our words and to show up in a loving space and in a kind space, because we never know what impact we have on another person. And also it's none of our business. That's the lesson I got out of it was like, it's none of my business. I just need to show up authentically. <laughs> there you go. I got the best advice from my mother-in-law probably 18 years ago. And oh. she said, um, you're, your only job, one of your only, well, she said, your only job on this planet is to do you. You do you. And realize that in doing you, how you impact those around you. So if you do you in a space that comes from this negative, not positive, hurtful space, and you, your tongue works as a sword, right? Or a kiss, right? (laughs) It's like, be careful. Those words you choose to use because they're impactful and they fit and they, I keep losing my earpiece. Well, anyway, hopefully you can still still hear me. Because <laughs> now it's on the floor and I can't even over and get it. Oh, no. But really just um, my, my last piece is and wisdom, I guess, is because I'm always seeking wisdom and I know you are too, is just be mindful. Really practice mindfulness and awareness and um, don't sweat the small stuff allow your and what does that mean all these like little quips and phrases what does that mean well when the sun wakes up tomorrow you get a new start on a new day and let's be honest sometimes you just need to take a nap sometimes the day just isn't moving in the direction you had hoped and so just go take a nap shut the day off and yeah because yeah, life is reset yeah it's woo. some days it's woo, 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 woo. it's like it can be all over the place and it's that's why it's important to be mindful of just, um, yeah, stay in the day you're in. That's what I always say. And my corporate clients, I, I, I always say that, uh, you know, when someone asks me what is mindfulness and after teaching it for so long, I was, it's all simple, right? It's like the simplest things that people are overcomplicating. And I always say that mindfulness is simply being, anytime that you're aware that you're being aware, you're being mindful. And then to tap into that feeling of being aware. Yeah, it's really, it's- well, that's my word for 2021. What's your word for 2021? Awareness and trust. Awareness and trust. Mine's faith and flow. Ooh. Yeah, faith and flow. Love that. Letting go of being well, some I'm, control freak. <laughs> and I'm excited for what we're looking to create in the future together. And that collaboration on YouTube where we're having it, where we have a show every single day where we bring eight, seven or eight or I know the number 12 keeps showing up for me, but women coming together who are sharing their expertise in a field of this, uh, whatever modality calls to them in this energetic field of flow, right? And awareness and truth and silver lining and whether it's a human design and Reiki and sound bath and um, breathing and just meditation and, and just having that practice. I'm so excited for what we're going to collaborate and create for 2021 that just We'll have an, if it's one person who shows up every day in that space, it'll be, it will be a ripple effect for whoever, who knows how long. And always, I love that. Always perform for an audience of one. If that's one thing I've learned, it's your always, it's for one. Even if, if you're yeah. the only one who shows up. Exactly. You still, yeah, exactly. You still show up for yourself that you're the most important person to show up for. First of all, you can't show up for anybody else if you're not showing up for you, even though Thank you, I, Veronica for being here and I'll put all your links down below where people can find you. 
Thank you for having me, Cheryl. It's been a real pleasure to have this conversation. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.